Hi everybody, thanks for tuning in to a new episode of the Phoenix MMA Podcast. Uh, this one is titled Fighters, uh, How to Monetize or How to Go from Amateur to Pro as a Fighter. This would be for any combat sports. Uh, it could go all the way from wrestling to uh, boxing, Muay Thai kickboxing, MMA, or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So, um, yeah, this episode's going to be for all mm-hmm. combat sports. You could uh, you could probably uh, transition it to other uh, aspects like you know, maybe real estate, things like that as well. Um, and my assistant podcast host tonight is going to be Holland. We are in the playroom doing this podcast episode. So I might hear her. She might tune in. She might join in huh. from time to time. All right. So, uh, so what I'm gonna, my point of doing this one is really going to be for all the, uh, the, the people that are in the gym, the, your, uh, professionals or, or aspiring professionals are always going to be a small, uh, percentage or population of the gym. Uh, the majority of people that train do it uh, for self-defense, for a great workout, for a fun hobby, um, stress relief. Um, you know, if it's military law enforcement uh, or security, it's it's a part of your job training. Um, so, you know, most people are training for that reason, but a small percentage of uh, competitors want to go uh, to the professional scene so this podcast is going to be uh the puppies are also up here as well so you might hear hear them a little bit if they join in uh but um sorry if the interruption is if they join in but uh so um you know a small percentage this is for you if you want to be professional and uh and you want to go into that transition uh these are i'm going to hope with this episode or my goal with this episode is to help you i wish just make a podcast that i wish that i wish my coach had the knowledge when and all the things that are available now uh, nowadays that are available uh that were not when i was 15 16 so i'm gonna try to make a podcast for my 15 16 year old self on uh on how to monetize how to go from amateur to professional in any combat sport that you're doing so somebody might not think wrestling or brazilian jiu-jitsu uh they're not as clear-cut uh a way to become pro- professional as boxing or mma because you have really big money in those leagues, but uh, but that's what this is going to explain on is how to become professional. Um, so, all right. So first thing uh, we got to understand is most people, most people, when they think about professional athletes, they're thinking of an outdated or old school. It's not out, sorry, outdated is the wrong word. Old school uh, viewpoint of uh, professional athletes. So you know, back when there was limited amount of TV channels and. Um, you know there was just there was just less media available and um uh, it was impossible to do a lot of things that I'm suggest uh, you know in the 80s 70s 60s it was impossible to do these things you could still do clever creative things but uh the things that are available to you if you're 15 20 25 um 30 you know you want to be a professional athlete you have things that have never been available before, so that's what we're going to have to utilize. Most people still think about the professional athlete in the traditional sense, and um, and you're still going to have the traditional um, professional athlete side. You were just also going to have more options, um, and, uh, and and so you're going to use the old school strategy as an income source, but you're also going to use the new school, and uh, all the things I'm going to give you will be your tips on how to uh, to give you uh, more diversified. Uh, ways of making income as a pro athlete it's also going to help you out uh it's going to have a synergistic effect so it's going to help you out with your traditional style uh career with like a sports league and it'll also give you uh 
you know, potentially residual income after you retire. And, um, yeah, after you retire or if you're not actively competing uh, income when you're not competing. So that's uh, really important, especially if you're trying to be a professional athlete. You have a small window because your physical prime, uh, each sport is slightly different, but you're, you have a small window from for physical prime to, to make an income. And uh, if you get injured, uh, you can't compete. And when you're not competing, lots of times you're not getting paid. Um, so you need ways to get paid or have an income source if you're if you're injured or if you're not competing or after you retire. Um, again, it, it's going to take you a very long time. It's going to take thousands and thousands of hours to get to a level where you can professionally compete. And then after spending uh, so much time on it, then the window of opportunity to, to make an income as a professional athlete is is pretty small consider when you compare it to every other career, basically. Um, you know, mo- modeling also, I guess, would have like a short maybe uh, modeling. and uh, well, You could still transition as you get older and just different style models. Modeling, but um, I'm sure there's some other similar careers <clears throat> where really after 40 you're not um, not looking to be on the field uh, as much. You know, of course there's there's people that that go into their 40s as well, but they're still on the tail end of their career when it comes to making money from being on the field, uh, being in the ring, being in the cage, being on the mat, uh, making money. So. So, uh, so this will give you uh, different ways uh, to do it. Um, one one thing that I've heard consistently is, uh, sorry, one thing I've heard consistent consistently is that millionaires have uh, up to seven different types of incomes uh, or streams of income. So this is going to go over a couple different uh, types. Uh, so going to be really be important and, uh, as a professional athlete to have different things because you are going to get injured. It's going to happen. You are going to lose matches or fights. It's going to happen, and you are going to have downtime. Uh, and also all the stuff I'm going to give you, um, if you are a youth like athlete right now, you can get started right away. If you're an adult, you can get started right away. If you still have a, a normal job, full-time job, and uh, and you're you say you're still a white belt or a blue belt or you're still a high school wrestler or you say hey I'm not good enough yet all of this I'm gonna give you stuff that you can start right now, and you can start building right now so you don't have to wait. That's another thing about the traditional athlete is a lot of people that think that you have to wait till the UFC, NBA, NFL before you can get going on it. So, um, so yeah, so that's a, the point of this podcast. So, um, yeah, so we're going to go old school versus new school. We want to understand old school. We want to understand new school and we want to utilize both. Okay. Not just, not just one. So first thing with old school. Okay. So the strategy on old school is get really, really good. So get really, really good, like hundreds th- or sorry, thousands of hours, thousands, thousands of hours of, of uh, training, practice, studying, and competing. Um, so yeah, you got to get really good. New school, it's still today. It's gonna be the exact same thing. You got to get really good, no matter what. You got to get really good, and that's gonna take a lot of practice. And that's what all the other episodes are are for. They help you out with. Um, uh, next thing on old school, win large titles, so world championships, Olympics, you know, et cetera, et cetera, win large titles. Then you were looking to uh, uh, win pro competitions, meaning sign with a big, sign with a big organization, the UFC, uh, WBC for boxing or IBF or um, NFL, NHL, NBA. 
these things are all still there. These, like I said, you're going to use the old school strategy as well. These are just new school that's going to give you more opportunities, things that you can do uh, when you're not at that level to, to compete professionally that are going to, once you do, uh, you start it now, and then once you, um, once it's going to be a snowball effect, once you get to the professional level, then every, all the work that you've done uh, will really, really start compounding and it'll start gaining more and more momentum. Um, so yeah, old school, back to old school, win pro competitions, you get signed with a big organization. Um, if we're talking about combat sports, uh, instructionals, so wrestling has always had instructionals, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, boxing, Muay Thai, you know, you do instructionals if you're a world champion or professional fighter or whatever. Um, sponsorships when it comes to, uh, gear, things like that, uh, whatever, Nike, Under Armour, whatever, whatever your, um, whatever your, uh, combat sport or sport is, you get sponsorships and that's a, that's another income stream that you have, uh, for, um, combat sports as well. You have teaching and that includes like, you know, private lessons, uh, uh, instructionals as well. If you do online, that used to be DVDs and VHS before that. Now it's just online instructionals. All of this, these are all still going to be there. Yeah, they're all, these are still all there. These are different. This is kind of old school way that you could make an income as a professional athlete, professional combat athlete. And the hardest thing about this is you're still going to use this, but it's really, really difficult because you're looking at a long-term plan before you can start making money. Uh, or it's just uh, training, 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 get ready, get ready, get ready. And a lot of people fall off before they get to the point where they can become professional. Um, so hopefully the advice I'm going to give will actually make your career go longer and, and you'll have you know, make more money, obviously, but also have more income streams. And lots of times people quit when they don't see uh, success. So they, they, they feel like they're spinning their wheels and they're having a hard time. That's when people quit. So I'm hoping that for all my athletes and fighters or anybody that listens, oops, sorry, anybody that listens to this podcast, uh, if you put the things that I'm going to suggest into practice, hopefully it, it keeps your career going when you feel, when you run into, into setbacks because you're going when you run into setbacks because you're going to, and everybody does. So the hardest thing about the old school is, you know, you're just, you're going, 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 and you're trying and, and you're trying to get signed to the UFC or NFL, NBA, like I said, and, and if it doesn't happen, um, you know, if it doesn't happen, then you kind of just retire and it's like, okay, um, you move on, you move on in life. So lots of times people will actually retire right before they're going to get, uh, to that point as well. So just the frustration. So, so the the downsides the the downsides of the old school and this is still alive because you're I know I keep repeating myself you're still going to use the old school but the downsides to it um, uh, if you lose your income is going to be uh, cut in half or goes away so you know we'll just talk about the UFC real quick the UFC's pay structure is is you get a fight purse that's your your show up money so you fight and you get paid let's say twenty thousand dollars to fight and if you win you get twenty thousand dollars to win so it, you double your income if you win but if you lose it's half of your income so only twenty thousand to fight and twenty thousand if you win uh that's how it's been and i doubt it's going to change anytime soon and they of course have win bonuses or sorry not the win bonuses but also performance bonuses for performance of the night things like that extra little extra little money that you can win uh, in the UFC um but 
uh, you know, one of the downsides is that if you lose, you lose uh, half half your income goes away because you lost your fight. And then if you lose, the the old school thought was if you lose three fights in the UFC in a row, you're cut. And it's probably still not very far off. That's probably still pretty valid. That was just that was like the old. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there we go. Guest guest appearance by Holland. Um that was the old um that was the uh the uh, the kind of old golden rule was if you lost three fights in the UFC, you were in trouble. Um you know, unless you're John Fitch and you just kept winning every single fight by uh a decision and Dana White doesn't like you and then you lose one or two and then he just decides to cut you cuz he wants you gone, but that's some old school if you if you if you watch the UFC back in the day, then you'll understand that. Um so um, yeah, half your income or it just goes away because you get cut from the UFC and it's really tough, uh, when you go to lower level organizations to be able to pay your bills and make enough money based just off those fight purses. Uh, there's a steep, steep drop off, you know, from, from the highest level competitions, the UFC, one FC, Bellator. Um, after that, there's a, there's a, a, a steep drop off from, uh, from income. So, uh, you know, your local, your local MMA shows, they're not, you're not making, uh, crazy amounts of money. So, uh, it's really, you're building up, you're building your resume to get into the UFC, or if you get cut, you're trying to build and work your way back into the UFC. Um, next thing, you're at the mercy of large sports leagues. So, you know, um, you're just, you're just at the mercy of them. So if they, if uh, someone there doesn't like you, uh, or um, something happens where just the the company has a, a hot new prospect, or you know some really popular thing, uh, there's there's a lot of politics when it comes to uh, uh, fight promotions. There's way more politics than a normal person uh, realizes when it comes to matchups and uh, who gets title fights and things like this. Um, if you want to see like 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 example of politics, you could look just look at Conor McGregor's track record into uh his 145 pound title and uh and and look at each opponent that he had um so um you know if you if you um so anyway you're at the mercy uh there's been plenty of fighters that have had uh difficult times dana white in the ufc and they're really good fighters uh george st pierre randy couture uh bj penn tim kennedy all of those are really good fighters, skillful people. They're not bad characters or anything, but they butt heads with Dana, and some of it was stylistic things because Dana likes to see knockouts. He wants to see really, really quote exciting fights, or he wants to see finishes. He needs things that main uh, that mainstream, casual, normal fans can understand. They can't understand a three or five round war very well, or I say war tactical fight very well, whether it's striking or grappling. Uh, so he he definitely is a. Uh, uh, likes likes people that finish so but it's just it's really simple the UFC is trying to get as many uh, fans as possible and uh, uh, reach as many people as possible and if you don't train then you can't appreciate and you don't understand a really nuanced uh, long fight but uh, all the all the hardcore fans the people that actually train do and appreciate it uh, but again like I said you're you're at the, the the old school you're at the mercy of the sports league you could lose your income like that overnight. Um, um, lack, the next one, downside, lack of diversity in your income. So you just have less income streams, less options. Uh, so you definitely want to have multiple options as a professional athlete because you can, uh, if you're smart and you just do it the right way, uh, you can. And um, 
like I said earlier, there's going to be injuries and there's going to be setbacks. So you're not always going to be actively competing and fighting to make an income. Uh, so you need diversity for sure, different options. Um, okay. Um, sorry, one second. All right, next one is uh, no residual income. So you're not, you know, you're just not getting a residual income after you retire. Um, with that, uh, you know, the the UFC isn't paying you after you retire unless you uh, get like a Chuck Liddell job or Forrest Griffin job. I actually think they, they fired Chuck. I think Dana White. Dana White used to manage Chuck Liddell, just so everybody knows. When, when Chuck Liddell was the champion of the organization, the president was his fight manager. That's kind of funky and kind of funny, right? See what I mean? Uh, but where there can be favorites. Uh, so, um, yeah, Dana White was uh, Chuck Liddell's manager. He gave him a pretty cool, like, cuss job as a, as a retirement gig. But I think when the WME, like the $4.2 billion sale uh, of the UFC or buy with the UFC, they uh, I think they actually uh, got rid, they dissolved uh, or let go of Chuck Liddell because he had, like, a pretty cuss job. But um, you're not getting a residual income. Uh, off that, you know, if you fight, if you fight uh, January fifteenth, and you make four hundred thousand dollars, like that's it. You know, you're not you're not making any more money uh, going forward. So, uh, so into the future, and there are ways that you can do that. Uh, your fights, you know, you're not you're not gonna be able to negotiate a re- residual income off of like TV deal and stuff like that. Uh, the UFC is not gonna let that happen. That's what the, that's what they're looking to do with all their contracts with ESPN or Fox or NBC or whoever they're doing. Uh, they're gonna play your fights uh, for the rest of your life, uh, you know, over and over and over. Um, uh, you're not gonna get a cut from that. Uh, but um, uh, one thing, real quick on on income, just so a lot of people don't know, if you see a fight purse and you see like the main event, the the guy, the the disclosed amount was five hundred k or something like that or whatever it is, one million. Um, that's not the full payout. Uh, main event, you get a uh, percentage pay per view buys, or you get you get um, yeah you get percentage pay per view buys. So it could be one, two, three, five dollars per pay per view buy. Uh, they get a they get pay-per-view buy so you know you have a million pay-per-view buys because you promote yourself and you do really well you get three dollars so you get a three million dollar uh pay on top of the 400k 500k that's disclosed to the public um that's that's the conor mcgregor habib Nurmagomedov, john jones that's the really the ronda rousey that's the really big money is when you're in that main event spot. And what I'm going to suggest will also, if you get to that level, you get to the highest of high levels, uh, will also uh, have a synergistic effect and help you with that as well. So um, whether you get to the highest level or just intermediate level, uh, this will still help out. Um, Yeah, so no residual income. If you get injured, you're not getting paid. You're not having an income. And when you retire, so you still, you still, I'd say if you're a professional athlete, when you retire from competing, you're still going to want some type of career, some, some type of profession. What it's going to take, the amount of work that it's going to take, the, what you're going to have to become as a person and the habits you're going to have to develop to become a world champion or a UFC champion or UFC fighter, um, it's going, what it's going to turn you into, um, you'll, you'll still want to have a profession. You'll still want to work. Um, after you retire, you'll just want to do something that you enjoy doing. 
Um, so, so now we're going to new school. Okay, explain new school. Uh, think of this as the the Jocko Willink uh, strategy. Okay, so if you don't know who Jocko Willink is, he would be a good uh, person to check out. A good dude to check out his podcast, and you could just go on YouTube, start listening to it. He has books. He has books for adults. He has books for uh, kids as well. He has supplement line. He has a uh, clothing line, geese gear. It's got a whole bunch of stuff, and. Um, and yeah, this is uh, really you could look at Jocko's strategy and it's and follow his strategy. But I'm gonna explain it. Um, so uh, it reminds me of advice that I got from uh, well, it's I say I got it. I didn't get it personally. I, I purchased the purchased the training program that Roddy Ferguson had. Um, it was a gold medal plan. He was a two-time Olympic uh, judo player, um, and he was explaining how he. That's probably another podcast episode should do, but he explained how he, um, how professional athletes, how they structure their team. So um, he also had a thing pretty similar to this where he's explaining like what people think it is versus what it actually is. So he's like explaining Serena Williams' plan, and so it's like Serena has a uh, uh, a coach, and then has a nutritionist, and has a uh, massage therapist, has all these people that work for her and work together for her. So you got to assemble your team as an athlete. Um, when you're an amateur or low-level pro, you're not going to be able to have that money. But it is a similar thing with this where you're you're trying to be the um, – you're trying to create this, like, thought web with all these different uh, – uh, all these different – hey, one second. All these different um, little bubbles in the web – that are all working together to help you with your professional career. So the Jocko strategy, Jocko's a former Navy SEAL who then retired, uh, retired from the military. And like I said, supplement line, books. He's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. Uh, he owns a gym, supplement line, uh, has a successful podcast, books, does professional uh, coaching for uh, companies, and uh, and more than that, makes geese, shorts, boots, all all types of stuff, manufacturing things like that. Um, but the Jocko strategy, really, this is the new school. It's a it's a smart it's a smart way to do uh, as an athlete, and um, and this is really what I would suggest if if you're training at Phoenix MMA and you want to be a professional athlete. Uh, because you can start on this now, and you don't have to only bank on I'm going to be UFC champion and I'm going to make five million dollars a fight uh, or two million dollars a fight in one day. Uh, you can start making money earlier than that, and it'll also give you a bonus and give make you more money when you do get to that highest level to compete. So more on new school, new school, ah, new school. All right. So you're still going to use all the above, all the old school strategies. You're still going to do all of that. Um, so you're still going to make income from competing in professional events, instructionals, all the things I mentioned before. Um, but we have uh, a lot more than we can do. So first, uh, clothing line. Okay, uh, all of this stuff. Think small. Okay, you could start even if you're a teenager. Um, still in school, living with your parents, you could actually start this right now and you can as long as you start small. 
problem is lots of people will, uh, when they get an idea or they're given advice, they will uh, come up with reasons why they can't do something, and it's just a little procrastination uh, to protect them from doing the work. Um, so when I say clothing line, you don't have to think of a huge amount of money and uh, doing a whole lot of stuff. Just start really easy with a t-shirt. Okay, so I used to, every time I had a fight or tournament, I would get a t-shirt made. Um, you know, uh, so you have your t-shirt for that fight event. Um, and that could be your first thing, your, your fighter t-shirt. Um, now once upon a time before the UFC did the Reebok deal, every fighter had a t-shirt. So it was more common, but the fighters would walk out, fighters would walk out with their t-shirt on and, uh, fans would purchase their t-shirt, things like that. So that was, tap out era uh, tap out era affliction era uh things like that um but so t-shirts is the easy way that you could start it you could you could get a t-shirt made for you can get t-shirts made for a low amount of uh money so it doesn't take a ton of money to do that um and then you can go uh much further than just the t-shirt so you can do like geese uh gloves shin guards mma shorts rash guards um singlets all that stuff you can get made now uh and in the 80s or 90s it would have been really really hard really expensive it would just it would have been very difficult to do now it's very easy uh to do you can do all of it online over the phone uh and and with that like the entire time that you're building your career up uh you know you wear your shirt around and you just on your social media you uh you have your shirt for people who are fans or people that support you family members friends all that good stuff people that support you uh where they can purchase your shirt um you know and as you get bigger and bigger then maybe it's a gi or rash guard or singlet or wrestling shoes or boxing gloves or you know what whatever that is so start small with all of this but clothing line so that's one um next one social media influencers slash sponsorship so really like sponsorships were like an old school thought was like you know uh you still get sponsorships uh sponsorships i i'll have to do another episode on sponsorships i can tell you how i got sp- the sponsors that i got um it's it is not very easy to get sponsorships um actually you know nothing's easy per se but um the the thing that's difficult about sponsorships uh when it just when you just try to ask a company to give you money to put a patch on your shorts or your gi or whatever whatever it is your shirt um the reason why it's difficult is you have to be able to explain to that company uh what they're getting for their money so how are you going to increase their how are you going to increase their um value so like say say if you go to bmw of nashville and you're like hey i want you to sponsor me for my next fight um so they're thinking okay how many cars are we going to sell because we sponsored you Okay, so that's that's one of the tough things about getting sponsors when it comes to combat sports, because that's what they're looking for. They're not just trying to throw away money. But the the new school uh, uh, sponsorship is a social media influencer. So an influencer, um, really simple, someone who builds up the social media. I'm sure if, if you're a young one of our youth students, you already know what an influencer is. But it's someone who builds up their social media platform, and then they get paid to use. They get paid to use a supplement or wear a certain shirt or you know whatever it is, uh, a, a widget, a training little gadget, something like that. Um, so you you can also do the same thing. You can just create it if you're a creative person. You can create your own thing. Um, but influencers actually do make good money. Uh, they they uh, 
for different brands and stuff. But of course, you have to build up your social media, and um, you have to build up your social media so that you can uh, so that you the exact same thing. They they want to make sure they want to see the metrics and how many eyeballs and things like that are gonna how many eyeballs are gonna see uh, everything when it comes to your social media. So, uh, but that's that's more new school version of of sponsorships instead of just like Nike on your shorts, uh, influencers. Uh, I, I remember early social media, people made fun of influencers. I mean, p- people still make fun of influencers. It, it's funny, some of the stuff. But um, still funny. Uh, sorry. Um, but influencers can and do make quite a bit of money. Um, so, uh, so definitely that's something that you can do. Um, the next thing that we have... <laughs> podcast okay um so i'm doing podcast on uh, anchor app so you can start a podcast straight from your phone using anchor and uh, uh yeah you can record it directly from your phone you can get you can do it as high tech as you want or you can do it as low tech as you want and you can start right away um this is uh when i say this is going to be a synergistic uh, effect with your career this is what jocko welling does with with the uh, he uses his podcast and he, he gives his expertise and gives his experience, but it also helps um, – it would also help you, like, say, if you have a fight coming up. And, and uh, say, so fighters, even local fighters, they will get tickets to sell or if somebody buys, purchases a ticket for a local event. We have fights coming up next month. Um, lots of times for each ticket that's sold and the, they'll have select who you're going to see, the fighter will get 5 or $10 uh, per ticket, or if you sell, you know, you sell the tickets as a fighter. So if you're doing a podcast, that's going to help uh, let people know when you're competing, you're fighting. So that'll help you, but also it'll let people know if you got, um, you know, your your fighter shirt or you got a new gi that's coming out. And then also when it comes to the UFC at the highest level, the people who get the highest pay per view percentage uh, percentage points um, or, or deals are people that have. Um, the biggest uh, following uh, popularity. So again, a podcast is going to give uh, your fans an ability to to listen uh, to to the stuff that you're that they're interested in because they're interested in paying attention to your career. Um, and now you know nowadays you can do it for free with Anchor, and it, it goes to major platforms. Uh, you can also you can also make money off of it from the amount of downloads that you get. Um, you can. Also, do YouTube, so you could take your podcast and put that on YouTube, but you could also take your matches and your fights and your training. You could put all that on YouTube. And again, you have to uh, you have to get a certain amount of uh, view time on YouTube, and you have to have a certain amount of subscribers, but also you can get paid uh, from ads. So... Um, Again, when you start this, it's not it's not like you're making a crazy amount of money. It's just all of these different things that are all working together that give you uh, multiple streams of income as a professional athlete. So if you tear your ACL, you could uh, you could document your ACL surgery and rehab, and you could make money off of the off of YouTube from documenting it. So it's not always going to be that you win a, a jujitsu tournament for a hundred thousand dollars. Um, it could be uh, the training up to the tournament, and then you make money off the tournament. You make money off your your uh, shirt. You get money off a sponsorship for the gi that you wore, and uh, and uh, again, your document on YouTube getting paid from that, and then your hundred dollar uh, uh, prize from the tournament as well, or twenty thousand dollar, whatever whatever you're getting paid. Um, let's see. Uh, 
Next one, supplement line. So um, Jocko Willink uh, has this, like his protein, I believe it's called Mulk. Um, but yeah, he just it just came down to he started making supplements that he wanted to have. So that'd be the easiest way you could do it. Um, is get supplement. You could really you could make supplements just that you want to have. Um, just just if you're an athlete that's aspiring and and you see that you want something that you wish you had something like you wish you had a certain type of supplement with a certain blend, that'd be a great idea. Because you're probably not the only person who uh, wants that. Um, but also every time you compete. You know, you put a patch on your shorts or your shirt or rash guard or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, you also put on your social media and you have it on your, your podcast and your YouTube. And it's uh, and it's your supplement line. You, know, you could start really simple with like a protein or something like that. But Jocko Willink has it. And uh, his, when he breaks down his podcast, he just he just made a supplement that he wanted to have. Um, because there's there a lot of, uh, you know, garbage supplements. So like, like everything, there's a lot of. A lot of stuff out there. So, um, yeah, supplement line. Uh, Jocko also has written books. Books take time, but you could write a book. Um, you could take your, like, if you're writing journals, you could take your journals and then transcribe those into a book, uh, you know, training journals, things like that. Um, and then, you know, still, this is actually in the old school lifts, but uh, instructionals. Um, so those, that's much easier now. You could, let's say, like, with jiu-jitsu, lots of people use BJJ Fanatics, but... You know, you could, uh, you can, if you're really, really tech savvy, you could make your own, uh, streaming, uh, site. So you could, uh, you could get your own instructional site. A lot of people will do that with, with various things, even if it just comes down to, uh, like how to teach plumbing or any, all different skills. Like there's, there's, uh, there's different, um, on the online training tools so um you can create your own service or you could like uh keenan cornelius just came up with his own and just you know instead of going instead of going the jujitsu uh bjj fanatics or you know fanatic wrestling he just decided to make his own um so you can do that of course um and if you're if you're a young buck, you're probably really good with computers and phones, way better than the older generation. And it's probably easier for you to learn uh, how to do that. Uh, anyway, so um, so all of these are gonna also gonna be combined with the old school strategy. So you're still gonna be getting your fight purses and you're winning money from winning tournaments. And you know if um, let's say Show Your Roll wants to sponsor you or Fila wants to sponsor you or Everlast wants to sponsor you. It's like awesome. All that stuff's still going. Every time you fight and you win, it's going. But these are all uh, other synergistic things that are going to, all of it's going to work together. So it's all going to work together and it will uh, give you uh, more options to make an income as a professional fighter. So you don't have to say, hey, I got to wait 5, 10, 15 years until I'm in the UFC you can start building and start uh, achieving it right now, um, so you don't uh, so you don't have to press or sorry you don't have to say that you're not good enough yet. Um, when it comes to okay, so next piece because I was gonna go on the podcast uh, part. Okay, you okay? One second. You okay? Coffin. Okay. All right. So the next part. So how to start. Okay, so this bunch of suggestions that I just gave, but how do you practically start on these things? Um, you might be thinking like, hey, I'm not a 
not an Olympic or college wrestler, not a black belt, I'm not a world champion, I'm not a national champion, I'm not a professional fighter, um, easy for you to say with, with once you have experience, like, but how do I actually get started? So with the podcast, like say your social media as an amateur athlete, your social media um, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, your social media you can start right away for free and you can start the podcast for free and you can start YouTube for free. And, uh, the biggest tip I would give is, is, uh, probably one of the best, one of the best pieces of advice, uh, that Gary v- Vanderchuk gives is, um, when you're early in the process, there used to be an old school saying of fake it till you make it. Um, I'm not a big fan of that, that strategy, uh, because you only fool with that strategy, you only fool fools. So anybody who's a winner or has experience and they don't even have to have experience in the same subject as you, if they're just, uh, an accomplished person in uh, one career field, you'll fool them for maybe a little bit of time and then they'll wise up and, and figure out that you're up to your game and they'll, you know, and then you'll, you'll lose all your trust and credibility. Um, so I don't like to fake it, fake it till you make it. Uh, strategy. Um, so instead, uh, the Gary Vanderchuk uh, bit of advice, which is really good, which is uh, he says, document, don't create. Meaning, doc- document your entire process, your entire journey. Um, you don't have to do the fake it till you make it, or tell everybody what to do, or say, hey, this is what I like to do, or, or you know, you all will be saying like what you like to do, like what your diet is, and everything. But just think, document, document. Mm-hmm. So think if you're 16 years old. <laughs> When you start this, what you're doing is the road to a UFC title. You know, Conor McGregor actually did this really well, and it's how he got a Netflix movie deal and and everything was that he started all the way back to when when he was on uh, like welfare, like the Dole, and uh, he has video footage from that. He and he had, he was smart enough to have his uh, his friends uh, or you know pay somebody to record his, his stuff and document it. So then he got to have a movie with it. But you can start this even earlier. And uh, and have even more content. So you wanna you wanna document. If you do that, then people aren't gonna aren't gonna get mad at you, and they're not gonna call you out or anything. You don't have to war- You don't have to walk on eggshells saying, "Hey, you know," or feel like a um, like imposter syndrome or something. Feel like a fraud um, because you're not being a fraud. You're saying, "Hey, I'm a blue belt in jujitsu. Hey, I'm a." junior in high school wrestling, hey, I'm an amateur boxer, uh, whatever you're doing, and you're documenting your process, and people will go back 10 years from now, like say you get in the UFC, they will go back and they will pay attention to your thing. So um, your, your hardcore fans will. They'll go back and they'll, they'll check that out. Um, and, and all the while, you will also be building uh, all your content uh, as you're building your career. Um, so, so think document. Uh, document, don't create. You don't have to fabricate stuff. People do this all the time with social media things. They're constantly fabricating a, a fake life. Everything's perfect. Don't fabricate. Don't don't create this fake facade thing. Just document what's going on. Like I said, if you tear your ACL, um, you could with your YouTube channel, you could document the entire. Uh, process. You can document the entire process of the surgery, the rehab, and. Uh, and, and yeah, so then it would be the road. Like Dominic Cruz tore his ACL twice. It'd be really. I would love. I would really enjoy to watch um, if Doc if Dominic Cruz had the 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 whole his his whole process of his ACL. I would love to watch it. I mean, when George St. Pierre tore his ACL, that's what they did. The UFC All Access on the the promos like leading up to his return, his title fight. They they document a whole lot of that. Now, again, this is like 
like old school stuff, you had to have huge camera camera crews and editing teams and everything. Now you can do it with your phone and just the YouTube uh, app. So think uh, that's how you can start right now at whatever level you are. You're a white belt, you know, high school wrestler, like I said, amateur boxer, amateur kickboxer, amateur MMA fighter. You can start right now um, if you just think document. Uh, don't don't create a facade. Don't fake it till you make it. Just document. Doesn't mean you have to put yourself down or something, or you have to be self-deprecating constantly. You're just you're just uh, documenting your experience. And I'm I'm telling you, it'll be really cool to watch if somebody was to do this from amateur, like say white belt, all the way to like black belt world champion, or you know amateur amateur first walking into the gym, first six months walking into the gym, all the way to the UFC title. That would be really really cool to to look at and see. And, uh, and as a professional fighter, all of that footage is residual income when it comes to like YouTube or podcast or and things like that. And then the synergistic effect of all your, your uh, whether it's supplement, t-shirts, geese, gear, all that good stuff, um, sponsors, pay-per-view buys when you uh, get large crowd. Also, your income is going to be higher based off your – it's not just your skill. You still have to be really good. You still have to be one of the best people, but your popularity most definitely uh, affects the UFC contract that you get. So when you negotiate your contract, your popularity definitely affects um, – uh, how much you get paid because they're all about how many people want to see you fight, how many people view you. Uh, so doing all this is a grassroots uh, strategy to build up uh, how many people want to see you fight. Um, next piece of advice, if you start this uh, podcast and your social media for your professional athlete career, I, my advice would be speak on your subject. So whatever it is, wrestling, judo, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, boxing, kickboxing, that's what I would uh, talk about because that's probably why people are tuning in and what they want to hear you uh, discuss, you know. Uh, so it's probably what probably be a good thing. That's uh, what they're wanting to do. Um, I, I have a lot of uh, interest, um, music and di- different things that I just don't speak on just because it's just not, uh, it's not my expertise and say you're even a low-level expertise, but it's, your, it's not your field of study and, and, it's, uh, and it's not what your career is on. So um, that's one piece of advice. Uh, say the next one, I already brought it up, but the next note I have is start small. So think when I said clothing line, start with t-shirts, you know, get a t-shirt, you can get t-shirts made for eight or $10 a piece and sell those t-shirts for 20 or $25. So, um, yeah, you can start with t-shirts. Um, start small with everything start small start free so you can start this if you if you're in your 20s and you have another job it's not going to cost you a whole lot of money and if you're a teenager that's a really good time because if you're living at home with your parents or you know you don't have a whole lot of obligations with like a mortgage and children things like that um you just have more free time uh to 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 build to build everything up um i'll tell you right now like we we have a handful of like young uh hungry uh, profile uh, potential pro fighters that, that that are teenagers and if they if they take my advice and they make a shirt I will definitely buy your shirt all, all of you that are if you're listening to this and you you got a fight coming up as an amateur I'll definitely buy your shirt 25 30 bucks I'll buy your shirt definitely um, and I'm sure plenty of people in the gym would buy your shirt too uh, uh, to support and uh, and just because it'd be cool to have one of your your first shirt that you ever had uh, the, the the people I'm thinking about they make in the UFC it'd be really cool to have uh, you know like a collector's item like your shirt when you were 15 16 17 years old 
Um, yeah, it'd be cool stuff. Um, uh, so, um, sorry, I'm sorry. Second, this uh, like I said, this podcast having the have the dogs around, so more interruptions. Apologies. All right, so back on it. We're almost done with this one. Um, okay, uh, yeah, just just some just finishing it up. Um, to all of my students and athletes at Phoenix MMA, uh, I'll help you with any of these things. Okay, so I, I gave you the pieces. One of the things I hated when I was really young, I was reading constantly and listening to podcasts constantly and, and radios and things, and I would get a lot of philosophy on how to be successful. But one of my f- things that were frustrating was I didn't get ob- objective, clear things. And now, uh, looking back on it, um, there's plenty of things that, that I read, like like an example, the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And now, uh, as an adult, it, it it's it's sinking in, and it's really the, the lessons that I learned um, – are really beneficial and they, they, they have, you know, like bloomed and, and, and turned into, uh, understanding now. But one of the frustrating things when it came to, um, whether it was training in martial arts or, uh, trying to be a pro athlete is there was a lot of philosophy, but not a lot of clear cut, um, objective, clear explanations on, on what to do. It was kind of like, Hey, kind of, Hey, here's, here's like a good tip. Here's a good philosophy. Now figure it out. Um, so with this being said, everything that I just mentioned, uh, if you're one of my fighters, my athletes, I will show you how to do all of this. So all you got to do is ask. If you want to make a podcast, I'll help you out. If you want to do a YouTube channel, I'll help you out. If um, you want to get t-shirts made, I'll help you out. If you want, I, I'll help you out with our manufacturer that we get where we get our geese made, gloves made, uh, Muay Thai shorts, all. Okay. Yeah. So with that being said, if you are a Phoenix MMA student or a student or athlete and you want uh, advice on this and you want a clear direction on, on everything that I mentioned, uh, I help you with everything. Uh, all you got to do is ask. Uh, t-shirt, geese, gloves, podcast, YouTube, all of that stuff, even uh, supplements, uh, supplement line. Uh, design. If you want to get a, a logo design, I can put you in touch with uh, who who makes our geese. I can put you in touch with who designed our logo. Um, so all all of that stuff. I wish I had when I was fifteen, sixteen, because I would have got started when I was fifteen, sixteen, and I didn't uh, know how to do it. And none of my coaches knew how to do it. I didn't have anybody around me, so I had to sift through. Uh, not thousands, tons of books and podcasts and, uh, and had to teach myself how to do it, had to study a lot. So, um, so any, for any of my athletes or fighters, I will, uh, help you with that. If you, uh, want to know how to do it, like I said, connect you with all the people, somebody design your logo, make gloves for you, keys for you, shorts for you, shirts for you, um, uh, podcast. All you got to do is, uh, just ask and I'll help you out with that. It's an extra little thing for training at the gym. And, um, uh, yeah, the last tip I'll say, if you start a podcast or you're trying to be a professional athlete, uh, there's a lot of, you know, craziness that's going around like, uh, Gordon Ryan and, uh, Gordon Ryan and, uh, Conor McGregor and, you know, Jake Paul. There's a whole lot of stuff with this generation of craziness going on. Uh, my tip I would give is, um, you, you never know how life will change, uh, throughout, time and, and as you age and as you grow, uh, I would, 
I would suggest if you're going to be running all your social media account, um, you know, your, your viewpoint on things will change over time as you get older and you mature. But the best advice I guess I could give is just um, do your best to be, like, be a good person. Be, be someone that you would be proud of in 10 or 15 years or be, be someone that would make you know, your parents proud or your grandparents proud or um, you know, somebody that even if you're young right now, you don't have children, you're not even close to having children. Think of um, being someone with, with if you're going to be a professional athlete and you're going to do all the things that I just uh, gave advice for, um, you know, you can do whatever you want to do. Everybody has their own strategy, and the Gordon Ryan, Conor McGregor strategy makes a lot of money. Um, but my best advice would be um, be, be somebody that your, your children, uh, when they go back and listen to it, uh, or grandchildren, uh, would, would, um, would respect and uh, look up to. Um, you know, everybody's going to make mistakes, but at least if you're doing your best and you're not trying to, uh, purposely, uh, be harmful or harmful to people, hopefully that will, uh, allow you to have grace or, or be given grace and forgiveness when, and, uh, if, when, when you make mistakes because everybody makes mistakes. So, uh, that would be my advice just because, um, trying to make this for, like I said, a 15, 16 year old version of myself or one of my fighters or athletes, uh, just the best advice I could get. Uh, and then the last piece of advice is get to work. So now you know what to do. Gave you a whole list of stuff. Now you just got to get to it. And you can, you can start today right after you listen to this podcast. You can start with uh, your phone on all of those things. You can start if you're a white belt. You can start. Uh, you don't have to wait. So uh, get to work on it. And uh, if you got any questions, just let me know. All right. Hope you enjoyed this episode. See you soon.